Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Mouse Jones. I'm Nat Wilds. I'm Flora. And we are... Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Hope everybody enjoyed um, their weekend. Welcome back. It's another Monday. You are with who? Your favorite big cousins in the gorgeous guys next door. That is us. That is us. So make sure you guys are, uh, make sure you guys ain't being no thieves. You know, I really hate, you know, uh, if I may, uh, Matt, Ryan, may I I invite my my uncle downstairs real fast? Please, please talk to him. Uh, I just want to uh, put on thine spirit this Monday uh, morning. Uh, Okay, okay, okay. That the neighbors who congregate come over and eat for free. Uh, Come over to our business. You're in our business. Don't do that. Y'all are in our business. Y'all are in men's business. And we don't ask for anything. That's why we have nothing. <laughs> the Bible says you have Hallelujah. not because you ask not. Uh, so we yes, are Lord. asking on behalf of my three nephews that you begin to mm. take your trifling ass over to the Patreon and you subscribe Hallelujah. to the Patreon at patreon.com backslash guys next door. Put a little something in the collection plate these boys they're growing boys they have children they have bills ryan has a compulsion to be in the strip club and uh throw lots of monies uh it's <laughs> something that needs to be replenished amen uh the cup shall yes, run Lord. over amen that's Replenish what i want me, to Lord. say that's what i want to say uh i will give it back to my nephews mouse mac and ryan as i uh exit it the house next door amen amen oh yes yes love Wait, uncle, uncle always Ooh. trying to throw me under the bus <laughs> Damn, <uncle>. <laughs> <laughs> make sure y'all are subscribed to the patreon patreon.com backslash guys next door we want to get rid of the spirit of the hakeem campbell the kimmy gibbler that mooching <laughs> spirit we want to get rid of it so make sure y'all are you know putting a little snaps on the petrol y'all literally get two episodes for the price of none <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally two. You get two. You get us on Monday and you get us on Thursday. And we ask that you I was gonna nothing. say, I was gonna say, you know, Jesus mm-hmm. it says in the Bible that the yeah. Lord loves a yeah. cheerful giver. A so, cheerful uh, giver. Please. That's what he said. Not Bring just the giver, a cheerful one. A let cheerful. me let me yeah. oh, oh wait, I'm coming back. See, uh, it says in the Bible, uh, it speaks about bringing ye tithes to the storehouse. See, now, if you look at the text, and you, see, you see the text says house. See, that's the first time the Bible speaks about the house. And where is the house? You can only have a house if it's where? Next door. Who's next door? The guy. See, if you're, if you're listening, if you're listening, you won't have to listen any longer. See, if you bring the tithes to the storehouse next door, you'll see there's three brothers living in the house. It's Mac, Mouse, and Ryan. See, the Bible speaks about Meshach and Abednego, the three boys who entered the furnace. See, they don't want to hear the story. They don't want to hear the story. Let me all right, Uncle. All right, Uncle. Um, let me get out of here. Uh, make sure you guys are tuned in. Uh, also, make sure you are following us on all social media platforms. It's very simple. God Next Door Pod. And if you got a letter that you want us to read on air, you know how it goes, but we'll tell you later on, okay? Because we're going to stop saying this shit up front because y'all niggas start writing letters and then forget to listen to the rest of the episode, okay? All right, just make sure y'all tune in on Thursday, okay? We'll see you on Thursday for the Nosy Neighbors episode. Now, let's get into... Why we're here today, this this Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, we always said here at Guys Next Door that it was always bigger than us. You know, we always want to be able to help um, tell stories that maybe the community has not heard. So we've been able to do that with Santana Raymond of the Central Park, um, of the uh, now the Exonerated Five. Um, exonerated, yeah. We was able to do that with our with our good brother, Corey. Um, damn, I'm, I'm, I'm losing his name. What was his name? Hold on. Oh. We was able to do that with our good brother, Will Little, who was able to talk about forgiveness and things that happen on um, Philly. So we continue to do that. You know, the community needs to hear these stories. Um, so today is no different. You know, today you won't hear us being as ignorant as typical. Um, you know, we, we got a special story to help tell. Um, today we are joined by uh, Nicole Bell, um, the wife of um, Sean Bell, who was slain now 14 years ago. Um, so, you know, we're going to bring her next door and, you know, she's going to be able to you know, tell her story and, and speak into uh, not only what happened, but also, you know, how, what, what has changed, what hasn't changed and what we could do together as a community. Cause all three of us are from New York. So, you know, this really mm-hmm. touches, I know I have, I know how old I was. Well, I know how old we all were when this happened. Um, I know it hit home for a lot of us. So um, with no further ado, Nicole Bell, welcome to the crib. How are welcome, you? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey y'all! Thank you so much. Thank y'all for having me. I'm I'm really good. I mean, I can't I can't um, even you know deny that. I can't complain. You know, I mean, um, it's been a while. You know, I've been out here in these streets, but mm-hmm. it's um it's important. It's important for people who look like us. You know, whether you get it or not. You know, I think over the years I've ran across so many different types of people. People who mm-hmm. don't understand. You know. Um, you know, like, what's the point of even speaking out? Nothing's going to change, you know, that type of of vibe. And um, for me, it really, you know, it, it, it goes without saying, you know, I lost Sean on, on my wedding day, what was supposed to be my wedding day. And, um, like, there's been a lot of years where I've sat, because it's been 14 years now, like, this November just made 14 years. Mm-hmm. So um, for years, it's been really about, um, fighting for justice for Sean, but then it became, you know, sort of like a bigger picture, not just fighting for him, but 
seeing how our people are really being disrespected and um, nothing's being done. You know, not much is, is changed, but it's really the fact of shining the light on these situations so we can bring them to light so we can start talking about them and really moving towards that change that we're trying to get. Mm-hmm. Does it ever get, is there ever a fatigue in telling this story? Is it ever, does it ever get tiring, you know, um, because it, it's pretty traumatic. So does that get tiring having to, you know, relive what should have been the most beautiful day in your life, but, you know, which turned into probably one of the most tragic days of your life? Yeah, yeah it absolutely does. I mean, like 14 years, who wouldn't, you know, who wouldn't? I mean, for for me, it's most importantly that my daughters grow to really understand um, what happened to their dad was wrong, but mommy didn't just sit down and, and just take, whatever they gave to me, you know, it's, it's, and that's really the energy that you have to have in life. Like this year in 2020, we've, we've all experienced like hell, you know, going through this pandemic. Mm. Some people have flourished, you know, other people have struggled, but you've had to kind of find your level, you know, and for me, that's really what it was. Like my world was like up shattered upside down. I had two babies um, on my wedding day, you know, Sean was celebrating his bachelor party at a strip club in Jamaica, Queens. There was an investigation going on at that club that had nothing to do with Sean and his friends. But they became the victims, you know, that night. They became the victims. These undercover cops who were um, investigating that club, you know, found necessary to follow Sean and his friends back to their car. And it, it was just a mess. Fifty shots were fired. Sean was killed. And this was hours before my wedding day. Joe was shot 17 times. Trent was shot four times. Um, like, it not only really affected my family, but it caused a big mistrust with the community and the police department, the way it was handled, period. Hmm. The the fact that there was no justice, the fact that, um, you know, they turned the victims into the criminals. You know, they tried, right, they, right, they right. tried to throw everything they could at Sean and his friends to try and make them look bad, to try and dirty them up, which is a, a tactic that they do mm-hmm. for every single victim. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it gets exhausting. I take my breaks. I mean, who, who wouldn't, you know, there are times when um, you probably, if you're from New York, I'm sure you, maybe you've heard of the story you've heard uh, maybe of mm-hmm. some of the activism that I've done, but there are times when I have to take a seat. There are times when I can't show up to the protest because I have to raise, you know, my daughters. I have to try and um, just, you know, take care of myself, my mental health, you know, my well-being, the well-being of my daughters. When I'm down, they can see it. And I, I don't want to raise my girls to be that way. How do you how do you um, actively not allow this um, you and your daughter's lives to be marked by this tragedy? Right. Like, how do y'all live? in spite of this tragedy? On a daily basis, everybody, you know, lives their lives. You know, we go to work, um, the kids go to school, and um, we are living normal lives just like everyone else. You know, when there is a tragedy, a lot of times we are, the story's brought up again. And that's when the conversations have to happen, like at home. That's when, you know, my oldest daughter, she just started her first year of college virtually. She's supposed to be in the H- Thank you. Yes. Congratulations to the entire oh, class of 2020. Mm-hmm. She was supposed to start an HBCU. Well, she did start an HBCU, but she's virtually. She's home what, virtually. What HBCU, so she's not getting- what HBCU did she go to? Virginia State. 
Hey. 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 Yeah, so she's here. She's there, but she's she's virtually. She's supposed to be on on campus, but you know, because of the pandemic, they uh sort of, you know, stopped all of that, but right, right. We're, we're still keeping in good spirit. So when 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 someone, you know, there's another tragedy and it's public and people are protesting, the, the story comes back up and it gets, that's when it really hits home because now, you know, potentially maybe someone who didn't realize that this was Sean's daughter now realizes, oh, wait a minute, I think I just saw a picture of you on the internet, you know, and, and that has happened. So it's, um, you know, it, it doesn't, you never get used to it. It's just... A, a, a constant communication and dialogue that never ends really well I'm, I'm so happy you you did agree to do this because i remember i had wanted to reach out like last year and i was like man this, this lady probably don't want to be bothered she don't want to tell the story and i'm like but I, I think it's something like i said us just being from new york and like i said we're 31 years old so 14 years ago we were what we were, we were this we were in high school like, you see what i'm saying like 16, i remember 15, 15, i remember 16. seeing it on news 12 it it, it definitely you know I mean, growing up, we seen Adam Louima, we seen Amadou Diallo, but Sean Bell was like, we was we we was like, oh, that could have been any of us. It right? really could have, you know. That was Sean the closest was only thing. Twenty-three. Yeah, that was the closest thing to mm-hmm. our age. That so, so happened, like, yeah. especially New York wise, that was the closest thing at at the age that we were to where we were becoming right. and going. Yeah. Because like you, you sixteen, you figure like, oh, I'm about to be a strip club in two years anyway. It's about to be lit. If he and wasn't there already. And I'm from Long, yeah, I'm from Long Island. I'm from so I'm like I was like mm-hmm. 20, 20 minutes away. Mac Mac from Stat and Ryan from Brooklyn. Like it was right there. It was all so touching. So I was like, when I hit you last, I was like, man, I'm gonna just reach out. She say no, you know. But I was I was so happy you decided to do it. But this is the guy next door, and um, you know, we we do believe in you know trying to you know see the 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 humanness the human side of all these stories, right? Because yeah, we always talk about the tragedy. But um, I was thinking a little different, right? I want to talk about the love story, right? I want to talk about, so where did you, how did you and Sean meet? So um, that's a good question. We met in, in high school. So in Jamaica, Queens, we're both from Jamaica, Queens. So we went to John Adams High School, which is on Rockaway Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean played baseball, which was different. You know, most of the guys in the neighborhood played basketball or football, and um, for him to play baseball, it was just really different. Um, but I read he, he was, was nice. I read he was nice. He, he, he was. was. Like, he really yeah. was. He was a, he yeah. a pitcher. He was a pitcher, correct? Yeah, yeah he was I heard he was. I heard he did his thing. Man, he he was. And I really wasn't into it, but I became into it, you know. <laughs> once, <laughs> once, once I started, you know, we started really, um, you know, talking. Then it, at that point, it was like, okay, I got I to gotta know what this is about. Like, what is that? So, um he um he kind of like just woke up to me one day in school and you know like high school bought a locker and it's we started a conversation and from that day on we just kind of like stuck together like glue now now res- respectfully what give me give me a year on this give me give me a year give me a year on this so so we could get you know so we could really get i need the music in the background i want to know how this look how smooth was this <laughs> was you was you stay was you outside by, oh, by the bus stop sucking on a lollipop? <laughs> now let me tell you. Listen, if 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 anyone could tell you um, back in those days, like you knew you you probably knew about me in that school. I was really one of those girls who was like 
stuck to herself, really bopped to myself. But, you know, the girls who are to themselves get the reputation of being stuck up. I was mm. never stuck up. I was one of the cool girls um, who um, just kind of moved to my own, you know, tune. Mm-hmm. And um, he was shy. So, like, really one day I, I was, um, I had on, like, a really fly outfit. I can re- I can picture it. But he, he came up to me and he was like, wow, you know, I like those like those pants and and you had on some parasukos. <laughs> I did not have on parasukos. We was not that far back. We are not that far back. You see, you see how I was trying to sneak it because she wouldn't say. So I'm trying to. It was either parasukos or some jabos. Listen, we are not that far apart. Might have been an early rockaway. Might have been a rockaway. <laughs> could have been, been a velour. It could have been, been, been not. Sean John. It was like some. It was. They were honestly. They were like some snakeskin guest pants or something Ooh. like that. Like they really were. <laughs> 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 they it may not about. sound fire now, but trust no, me, it's back a, then, it it's so fire. You got to remember. We from New York. We from New York. That side is so fire. Yeah, you got to remember. We from New York, so yeah. As soon as you said that, I'm thinking of like when Kim and Fox used to wear exactly, exactly. And Foxy is my girl. Well, I have to give a shout out to Foxy. She probably had the, yeah, she probably had the, the snakeskin Jordans on too. Remember them, Jones? Yeah, the, the uh, le- you had on the 11s? You had on the low yeah. top 11s? Let me tell you, I had every pair of Jordans, but with that outfit, I didn't. I did not. Okay, right, I did not right. have one. Yeah, that one. <laughs> she didn't want to snakeskin it down to the toe. I get it. I get it. I didn't. I did You see, I was from Queens. We had, we had a different type of swag in Queens. That's more like Brooklyn, Harlem. Not today. I'm glad you said that. Let's take a pause and let's break that. Let's unpack this, right? That's so, different. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. So Queens now, Queens is right now, right? You know, for, for right now, Queens is being heralded as the worst dressed borough. <laughs> but no, back- nah, by who? Somebody from Brooklyn or Harlem? Can we just talk? I just want to talk to you. That's it. Like nothing against your backyard. I just want to know the facts. I'm a fat. I'm a person who's about statistics. I need to know the facts. There's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of Brooklyn Brooklyn leaning people. A lot of uptown. Well, I don't trust Harlem. I don't I don't trust their dressing anyway. But you know, a lot of good a lot of good fly people from Brooklyn and you know from the surrounding areas. They say right now because y'all had the zippers. You remember y'all went through a time. We just had a lot of zippers on things for no reason. <laughs> it was like, why so many zippers? There's no need for a zipper. It's the Queens. Don't worry about that it. That wasn't a Queens thing. That wasn't, a, we're not claiming that. Tony Yayo, it was, Yayo was out there with mad zippers. <laughs> that was a Yayo, that was a Yayo that was thing. That was not a Queens thing. All right, that, cool. So, so what was the style for Queens at this time? Because if you backing out the snakeskin in high school to guest snakes, first of all, what job was you, did you have? That's what I was <laughs> What job was oh, you I worked, working? I worked at uh, Foot Action in Roosevelt Field. Mm-hmm. Mall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's how she had all the kicks. That's how she had all of it. That's how I knew about the got dates. It. You got to know when it comes out. That's really what it was about. That's in the back of the magazine, the East Bay. It come out like that. I know I know what times you're talking about. Very, very, very good times in Roosevelt Field Mall. Very good legendary things took place there. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people yeah. used to used to pop in, you know, to the store. For me, that was like the best job. In high school, That's you couldn't have had a better job than working at, you know, Foot Action or Foot Lock or something on that order. Um, that's that that was what we were about. You know, we really were about getting dressed. The guys were wearing like jerseys mm-hmm. and um, they, jeans they get that? And I, I wonder wonder where they got that from. 
F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S. Well, CT, 50 and G-Unit and them were wearing the jerseys and the pity caps. But they wasn't doing it right. They wasn't. They did it, but not like fad. It's all right. I get it, though. I mean, that, but that's what Queen's... That's that's what you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. All right. All right. So, 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 you know, I'm so, so I'm the music guy, right? So, I want to, I, I, ah. I gotta, I gotta hear the music. I gotta hear the music in my head. So, like, if you had to, if you had to put together maybe like a, a three to five song playlist of like what y'all first, like, y'all first year was, like when y'all first met high school, y'all first date, all of that stuff, what were the songs that were playing? Give me, give me the time so I could. I can feel that time. Yeah, I can. You know, I want to. I want to. I want to feel that. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate that question because I, I I love music and I I really associate a lot of things with music. There was like um the the Ja Rule Ashanti era. Mm. Uh, that was when Ja Rule and Ashanti. Ooh. Let's see, um like what's love that song. I remember that was a big one. That was good. Okay. That was good. Not my, I'm closing my eyes. Game. I'm there. Okay. I, um, I can see it. Let me think. Um, it definitely was G Unit, you know, I'm from Queens, so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta bring up G Unit. Of course, um, yeah, you know, y'all was on, get the money. That's what I hear. Yeah, I was on yeah. dates listening to G Unit. We <laughs> he was Saturday, he was Saturday, he was the G Unit Radio Part Three. What's going that's on? A, that, that's a that's a Queens love story. No, we listen, listen, listen. In high school, we probably would go back and forth with the lyrics. You know, that's really what it was back then. I, I ain't gonna hold you because uh, that was. I'm thinking about the timing. That's really around. When Fifty out first album came out, it was yeah. So and Sean was a big fan, like he was a really big fan on on that. We went to you know Summer Jam, all the concerts. We was in you know, Jay Z's concert. Yeah, definitely Jay Z. Um, I think it was definitely the last concert we might have went to together was probably Fade the Black. I think that was that concert. Oh. Yeah. That was my first. Yeah, that was my first concert. So yeah, that was, I, yeah. that was a night. So that 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 was the music. I mean, we're definitely heavy on. I mean, but Sean was he was you know he had his R and B side too, like you know the Maxwell and and <laughs> you know okay. everybody okay. who doesn't who doesn't remember those tunes. My nigga know? hit the Maxwell and then the snakeskin <laughs> said goodbye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all remember that D'Angelo tune? Um, oh, the Untitled. Untitled. How does it? Yeah, that one. That one. Yeah. My nigga said. Yeah, man. You know, hold hands is like this. <laughs> How does it? Feel? <laughs> that's a that's a time though. That's a that musical was a time. time. That was a good time. Right. That was a good time. So what is so 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 um. So what are the conversations like between y'all two? You know, y'all met in high school, which is so super dope. Like I envy, I, I'm so envious of those stories, right? Like, like it almost sometimes like I never have no regrets, but in high school, I definitely wish I would have kind of like not been a knucklehead when it came to girls and kind of like focused in or zeroed in on somebody, you know what I mean? Because yeah. like I, I see how like all the people who had high school sweethearts, even if they're not together now, like niggas just got a different relationship with relationships and love that I don't have. Mm-hmm. So like, what are these conversations that you guys are having together um, in regards to love and relationships and, and things like as you, cause y'all got together in high school. So what are these conversations like at the time? Yeah, back then, I mean, it was, you know, so young, you just imagine what the future would be like, you know, try to plan and and think about what you're going to do when you have, you know, the, when you have the money to do it, when you have the ability to do it, and, you know, right then we were in our parents' house. So, you know, he lived in Queens. I lived in Queens. But, 
we were, you know, we would get together on school days, but we separated. So we would just imagine what it would be like. And um, he was really an athlete. Even though he played baseball, he just was a fan of overall sports. So he, you know, had, um, you know, pretty much a, a jersey for, you know, whatever team, you know, he was, that's, he was feeling. Fire. Big yeah, yeah. big col- big Coliseum vibes. Big Coliseum, big Coliseum. no, absolutely. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to the Coliseum, absolutely. Gotta hit a Mo's. Gotta hit a Mo's downstairs. <laughs> gotta go, gotta go to Mo's. <laughs> That's crazy. You gotta go to Benny's downstairs. Play, oh, Benny, play Benny a, vis- a visit. <laughs> so my my question is like, I mean, from the sounds of it, it looks like he brought you into that sports world, like. Like you said, you wasn't in the baseball. You probably was in the other thing like basketball, football, but that's just the natural thing is. As Not even. Is. I wasn't, I wasn't right, into any go. sports. I, was I, so I, got into, I became into it. <laughs> so so was, that, was that one of the reasons that you fell for that man just because he introduced you to new things as well as going into the point of when you knew that was the one? Because like, yeah. I know there's certain steps to mm-hmm. getting there, of course, but when you finally know like that's the one, there's a certain feeling and there's a certain – it might have been a day of time. You knew what you was wearing, but you looked at him and was like, damn, this man has taught me so much in so little of time that this is the one. So when was like that time where you realized that? That really was it. You know, and he was really like a protector. Like he was like an overprotector. Like he was always concerned like about, you know, my safety or, you know, making sure that everybody was good. And um, like, I, I really can just remember him being, um, more, you know, concerned that, you know, if anything, we've even had conversations, you know, where as we got older and had two daughters, you know, it's like, you know, if anything ever happened to me, you know, just make sure that my daughters are okay. And, you know, I always thought that was a weird saying, like, who says that out of nowhere? You know, I've always, that has always played on me, you know, throughout the years. But, you know, I, I, I just use it, you know, I use it as inspiration and motivation. But he was just that type of person. You hear those stories a lot about, you know, the, the, the young kings that have died young, right? Um, they always had that, that kind of thought process where it was very protective and it was very much like, you know, selfless. Like, you know, if anything should ever happen to me, you know, you hear that all the time. You know, I got family that died young that I felt, you know, I, I'll pick up on those conversations after. Like, was that, a, was that always a feeling like in his protection, like just in case anything ever happened? Like, was he always on that? He really was. And he, he always was surrounded by, you know, an older crowd. He was like the younger guy in the group. So he had an old soul. And um, I think a lot of that, you know, played into how he was, you know, and he went on, he, he played college, uh, played baseball in college. And then he stopped playing um, and stopped going to school and really started focusing more on uh, raising the family. And for me, like I always came from a, a background of like education was first. So that was like a tough decision, you know, on us when he stopped going to school and just decided to like really focus on work and, um, you know, trying to, you know, make sure that everyone had what they needed. And, you know, it was a team, we were a team. And, um, and that was one of the biggest things I missed, you know, once everything happened. Yeah. All right. So, so, you know, Again, it, it's always it's always interesting hearing about uh, like fresh new love, right? So hold on, back back, uh, back before you get to that gotta, back gotta, back story to Mac. He has a high school sweetheart that's in his life <laughs> right now. So 
His smile is much deeper than my <laughs> smile and mouse smile because me and mouse is just two fuck ups. But I can call her my high school sweetheart, but I never really got a chance to go to high school. And I, re- I personally remember, um, again, me being a kid, I'm not in high school. Like I'm, I, I you know, I, I, I was outside of school to work and everything. I remember my first time, you know, going to DC, spending the, like spending the weekend with her family mm-hmm. and, you know, being completely nervous, mm-hmm. like, like completely nervous because I didn't know if her dad was going to like me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if her mom's was going to like me, her siblings are there, you know? So my question to you, uh, <laughs> I want you to give us, bring us into the story of the first time that your parents and your family met them. Like, what was that? What was that like? Oh, that's a good question. I'm glad you asked that. My dad is Haitian. My mom is American. Ooh. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so even though my father is very, like he's a very, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say Americanized, you know, he came over to America when he was a young boy. So I was pretty much raised, um, you know, you know, as, as, you know, as an American, you know, not really with much of that Haitian background, but it's still in his DNA because Mm -hmm. um, boy, when like I first introduced him to Sean, I would, you know, I was young, I was in high school. So I had nerve even bringing him around period. But <laughs> he, I, I just remember looking in his eyes, you know, it was like, you know, looked at Sean, like, don't even try it. Don't try anything. <laughs> I remember the look I, because I always had like a healthy fear of my father. Like we have a great relationship, but I knew, I know not to cross a certain, a certain limit with him. My mom is, you know, she was always more like, you know, softer and more understanding. So we have a great relationship, able to communicate and, and talk about you know, different things, talk about boys. So my, my mom was always more open and my dad was really more like, you know, looking, giving him the side eye. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. What about, what, what about, uh, you know, what about the, the inverse? What about your in-laws? How, how was it the first time you met them? Because, you know, mom, mamas don't play with their sons, especially really in New York. Oh yeah, and Sean was a mama's boy. So, bo- wow. oh my God! So getting close to him, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta love mama. You know, regardless <laughs> how you feel, regardless of how you feel, you better put it aside. If, you know, if, when you're dealing with a mama's boy. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but she, um, they, they were always good. I had, um, we've had, you know, as in-laws, we, we've had like ups and downs. You know, personally. Um, but you know, it's always nothing but love. Like I've always had nothing but love for, um, his mother and father, but definitely that it, it's been like the in-law thing is real. I don't know if any of y'all have ever, you know, <laughs> nah, I already told you we not shit. Me and mouse, we don't even get to that level. But don't forget. Uh, I, don't forget. I told you that in-law thing is real. Uh, I'm not going to about to say, listen, I know. Oh, oh, I know. Say, oh, I, I know. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You ain't got to, yeah, I know. My mother and my my mother and my baby mother, they hate each other. And the craziest part, <laughs> they the same person. <laughs> that happens they, a they, lot. They really the same person. I'm like, yo, I don't get how y'all don't like each other. Y'all literally the same person. Like I don't that's y'all just, the reason y'all why. Just, y'all just love to tell me what to do. Y'all just want to tell me everything. It's always me. But y'all want to beef it's, with each other. I don't get it. They There's say, always, you know, you guys are you guys seek, you know, 
things, you know, traits that are mm-hmm. familiar to you mm-hmm. and your women, you know, that may come from your mom. So it's pretty much you guys are, like you said, deal, having the same two women around and that could sometimes, you know, be a little, a little, little difficult sometimes. <laughs> Get a little every, tricky. Get a everybody, little tricky. everybody in those situations wants to be the number. I'm not going to say they want to, but some expectancy is number one. Your mother's like, I'm your number one. Your wife is going to be like, I'm your number one. But the real number one going to be your child. So that's when, it, that's when it really flips perspective. So when, when, were, when did you have your first child or your first daughter? Because you said you have two, right? Yes, yes. And so we, I was a young mom. I was a teen mom. My first daughter I had at 18. So, shout, so. Out to, shout out to you. You know, shout out to mm-hmm. us for being teen parents. You feel me? I was 17. Shout out, you know, shout, out to, shout out to us holding it down. Shout out to us, yeah. Oh, wow. Definitely. Oh, wow. Definitely. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's, listen, it's not easy. It's not easy. And Damn thank sure God for, thank God for, like, you know, family. Thank God for my support um, team. Because, you know, even <laughs> there's been some times when, you know, I really had to depend and lean on, you know, my, my family. Um, so, especially, you know, being a, a young mom, being a young mom, and, and then becoming a single mom, um, at that, it was, that was like a double, you know, double struggle for me. And I just, I'm just so thankful. You know, I did have a lot of people in my corner. That's important, especially when you're going through things. So, so, so so, so how did y'all handle that? You and Sean, cause you said you, and I loved it. You said y'all were a team and and we talk about that nonstop here. Like we know Mm -hmm. we ain't the gurus, but we, all three of us uh, agree that, you know, we want team members, right? We want teammates, you know? Um, so you guys were a team. How did, like, how did that, how did y'all handle that as a team? How did y'all handle that that first pregnancy, to your first child? How did y'all handle that as a team, as teens? Yeah, that was a tough choice. I mean, um, we were both, like, terrified, didn't know what to do, you know? Um, the, what we had was, like, love for each other, and that was what we were holding on to, you know. Um, we wanted to make it work, but we both were scared. Like, I don't know what to do. You know, I don't know how to do this. I, you know, I thank God for my mother and father being able to step in and, and really, um, my mom just sort of, sort of showing me and guiding my hand along the way because a lot of people don't have that support, you know. Right, so I, right. I, I thank God, you know, that I had. Um, that, but it was a big decision. It really was a big decision, um, to have my first daughter at 18 years old. Sean was 19. Um, and now my daughter is actually getting ready to turn, um, 18. So it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's crazy how the years fly, but, um, we were a team in every decision. You know, if this was, if it was, you know, if one side wasn't with it, we weren't with it. So we, we always made decisions together. That's fine. Now, do, do you see, um, yourself or Sean and your daughters? Absolutely. Absolutely. Jada, my oldest, is like a mirror reflection of a father. Um, and then Jordan is just like me. So it's, mm. it's really funny. Jada has like his mood. She has his attitude. She even laughs like him. So sometimes, you know, I'll stare at her and then she's, she knows what it is though. She, you know, she's got used to it. But um, um, it's, it's just amazing, you know, being left with you know, a gift, that gift, you know, right, being right. able to, being able to raise his children and um, our children and just, and having that piece of him that's left behind. Um, it's, it's really dope. 
So yeah, it was this was this you know the the tragedy the tragedy it happened on your wedding day. The the I want to know how was Crazy. that proposal? Like did y'all like did y'all did you know it was coming? Did y'all go holla at Benny? Did y'all go was y'all in the Coliseum <laughs> one day getting some getting a nameplate and you just like started pointing at rings? Like, <laughs> like I need to know that part because I got married young, right? I got yeah. married young, so I want to know like how did. How was that for you? Like, what was that like? So um, I did, he, I did, I wasn't with him when he got the ring. It was um, like a Christmas gift one year. Um, I want to say it was after, it was before Jordan was born. So um, Jordan was born, you know, the same year everything happened. It was, mm-hmm. she was really small. But um, so after my first, so after Jada, he proposed to me. One day we were in a restaurant and I was embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. He got down <laughs> on one knee I, because I'm so private. Like before right, right, right. everything, all of this that has happened, I was just really shy and to myself, you know, not really outspoken much at all besides to, you know, the people that were close to me um, and, you know, being to myself was just something that was comfortable, you know? So having to mourn publicly was right. really taking me completely out of every element that I have ever been comfortable with, everything that I've ever known. Um, but, um, you know, it's I, I'm, I, I got kind of thrown off with what I was saying, but it was, um, overall, I, I remember the day he proposed, he got down on one knee mm-hmm. at a restaurant, and he, um, I was just, you know, like, um, can you get up, please? Can you get up? Please <laughs> <laughs> get up. Um, and, and the crazy part about that was, because he proposed, and he didn't even have a ring. Oh, he that's fire. Just, he, he didn't even have a ring. He didn't even have a ring. But so he knew what he got, wanted. He knew what he wanted. I got yeah. I got the ring as a Christmas gift, as a surprise, like later on that year when Christmas came around. Um, he had wrapped it in like a um a watch box. And oh, when I opened fire. it, when I opened it, it was a ring box and there was a ring inside. And I looked up and he was like, you know, like I got it. You know, and and he did go to Denny's to get the ring. I remember that. He did. <laughs> Do I not know? One thing about Mouse Jones, he knows New York. Niggas not going to tell me nothing. I know who's going to win. That was the good old days. I, I also need to know, did y'all have the light up name belts? I need to know because Queens is known for the light wow. up name belts. Wow. The joints I didn't with go that. You didn't go I'm that crazy? Not, Mouse, that, that's right. not me. <laughs> I didn't do the light up name belts. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, no, it, it's so I always wonder, you know, about you know, you always see a couple whether you're going to whether you're um going to a wedding or you you hear about a proposal. I always want to know, like, what's the thought process? Like, I I kind of know the male thought process. I've been there, um, but I always want to know, like, what was going through a woman's mind because typically I don't know what's happening, right? Like, you just sitting yeah. there, y'all probably eating. You remember where y'all was at, or you just it was just regular, just regular eating and and, and bow. Next thing you know, somebody on their knee proposing, trying to spend the rest of their life with you. Yeah, I do. I, I do remember. I remember exactly where we were at. Um, but um, <laughs> I'm not. And I'm not gonna mention where we were either. No, 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 listen, <laughs> listen. Under, I understand you were sharing a lot with us today, so you know. Whatever, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Whatever you want, to keep here. Keep it there. I respect it. Yeah, but it was it was a beautiful, a beautiful feeling. I mean, and I was just so young and just thinking I knew everything, you know, thought I had everything planned out and life showed me different, you know, mm. what sometimes what you 
have planned, you know, there's a bigger plan, there's a bigger plan ahead and you just really never know. And I just kind of took what life had given me, you know, sometimes life gives you lemons, you got to make lemonade. And that's exactly what, um, you know, I try to do and try to continue to keep his story, our story, you know, um, continue to help other people who go through it. It's, it's a, it's a never ending struggle. Mm. Now me, like, like, Ryan said, you know, me and him were born on the same day. We're the same age. Uh, we're very alike. We we like to do this in relationship. They like to fight. When, when no, they, Matt, no, they, they, they're, they're disrespectful. <laughs> they like to fight. They like to fight. He's right. He's right. I enjoy a good little fight in my relationship. Um, you know, Mac is is more the crier type. You know, he gonna be like, you know. Wow. Hold on. Wait. What? What? I said that. <laughs> I said that out loud. The, the crier type? You said, you said it. You said it. But you know what? Sometimes the truth may set you free, my truth brother. Set you free. Wow. So I'm not wow. gonna be. I'm not gonna be held back by, by the lie. So I'm gonna tell the truth. Are, are we friends? Are, are we friends? We're brothers. <laughs> We're brothers. So I, therefore, I had to be honest. And you know, you be. I, I, I'll be. I'll be real. Yes, we like confrontation. As I get older, I'm starting to realize that it's not for me. Reason be that I'm single, and after a while, you got to look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I have to look in the mirror and be like, yo, Ra, it might not be them. It might be you. So, be <laughs> thanks. Thanks for that look, Mouse. Appreciate you. <laughs> but um, being that said, like, I know in all relationships, there's an arguing dynamic. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Um, can you tell us how, basically how y'all's situation was? Everybody goes through situations in their relationship a little different. I, me and Mouse, we argue. And sometimes that's just our turn on in our situation and that's what gets us going. Mac... He's sensitive a little bit. That's what it is. But in y'all, my fault, Matt. I, I, my fault. But in y'all, <laughs> ain't nothing wrong. But in y'all's situation, how was your arguing dynamic and how was your making up dynamic? Because both of those have to coincide or it does not work. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Sean was like a, a walker, so he didn't really like to argue at all. Like if something, if something wasn't right, you know, I, I'm not the type that can really hold it. You know, too much. But but listen, let me explain. Let me explain. Don't laugh yet. No, Don't laugh yet. I get you because you're talking to the same person. I, I know how guys think about women, but let me tell you. Let me tell you. I'm 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 really very non-confrontational. Like, you know, if, if something if something's not 
right or if I don't like something, trust me, I've already probably thought about it, looked into it. So by the time I come to you, like I'm, I already have pretty much what I need. I'm just coming to you just to hear it from you. So mm. I'm, that, that's, that's always how I've been. Like, you know, I, I, I'm a researcher in everything. Like anything and everything. So if I'm AKA if I'm, she's the CIA. AKA she's the CIA. I'm yeah, y'all know. I got I'm that. A, yeah, yeah. I'm a good CIA because sometimes, you know, you, you find things and you just keep it because it's not worth, you know, it's not even worth like the, the struggle, the battle. It's not worth the argument that may come from it. You gotta learn to pick your battles in, in any relationship. And I'm one of those I wish my girl knew that. Dang. Look, I'm one of those people who believe in picking your battles. Sean was really a walker, though. Like, if 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 there was something that hey, we couldn't sorry, agree on, relax. he would definitely go for go for a walk <laughs> and try to come back when I feel you know when I'm when I'm more calm. In his I, I words, can, I can honestly I can say see that I'm a that. I'm a little of I'm a little of everything you said because sometimes I don't know how to hold my tongue and I just say it like I really don't care. But then there's a lot of situations where it's just like you know what I think. And I don't do it. I don't. I don't walk just so you get your head together. Sometimes I walk so your head get so it gets even worse. So it's like, <laughs> hey, like I'm like, you know what? I just won't say nothing because I know in your head you thinking more than what it really is, and it's really nothing to me. But I know if I don't say anything, it's gonna make you more tight. So I'm. And what you get? To, what do you get from that part, though? I, if, if she gets more tight. Yeah. Single man. I have no girl. Nothing. Which is I've told you. I started to look in the mirror. And I start to say, sometimes it's not dumb, it's me. And I'm growing and I'm becoming. So are you happy with being a single man? No, I'm not. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) You don't got to put me in a hole. We got to change that perspective. I'm trying to figure this out. But I'm growing to figure it out. And I want to. (laughs) So that's why I look in the mirror and say, sometimes it's not dumb. Too many of their reasons for you to be at fault has to be something on me. So that's where I'm at right now in life. But I'm still going to get you tight regardless. That's just me. I'm going to get you tight. Yeah, the whole perspective, right? We gotta, um, we gotta talk. I feel like me and you gotta have a whole we conversation. Gotta we gotta have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> listen, you can't, listen. you can't do that. You can't. Listen, we cannot. You we cannot. Are, we can't be that way. Listen, if I'm, you really want to talk to with Nicole room. once a month, that's listen, be my bonus. I was, I was, yeah, I was about to tell you. Yeah, Nicole, I was about to tell you. You moved in. You in the neighborhood now, so we pulling up on. We pulling up at the crib all the time now. Like we don't to have to because there's some. There's a lot of. There's a, there really is a lot to unpack, especially in what you said. You can't. We gotta. We gotta change that perspective. As, no, because as a black woman, and they talk. They talk about me being a crier. <laughs> I just don't show tears. Y'all know that we've been in very <laughs> intimate crying situations, and everybody will have tears rolling down their eyes, and I'll be like this. Nah, not 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 the, not the last time we recorded. Not one tear rolled down my eye. Nigga, we nigga, nigga, we always cry. Nigga, nigga, it's on the recording. Nigga, you bought the last two. No, I did not. You can I ask any of that. I, I wish but I could I, see that one. I want to. I want to. But I want. We're gonna send you the early. We're gonna send you your check. Make sure Nicole get the early. Uh, the early drop of that episode. I be I be so honest because, like it it it, for men, it's hard to to show our vulnerability. Mm-hmm. It's hard to show how we feel. So I've never really asked this or never even went deep down into a conversation. And how is it from a woman's perspective mm-hmm. of not getting that emotional creature that you guys are so willing to give to us? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a great question. Yeah. And that that can be difficult because we we are, you know, a lot of us are emotional creatures. You know, like even when you think you're going to get involved with a guy, like a lot of times girls will 
people say, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to mess with him, but I'm not going to, um, like, I don't want a relationship. Like, I don't want to get too deep with him. And when you start to spend a lot of time with a person or you guys are spending a lot of time on the phone or text or whatever, and you guys are continuously in communication, it's, it's almost like it's hard not to. And as a woman, you know, we are emotional creatures. So we naturally kind of, you know, attach ourselves. But when a guy doesn't open up, you know, it almost a lot of women sometimes look at themselves like, you know, what am I doing wrong? You know, what Mm. have I done? Or, you know, why won't he open up to me? A lot of times women, they really bounce that back on themselves. And like you said, it's not them, it's you, but they don't see it that way. You know, they, they naturally start to look and reflect in a mirror like, dag you know what am i what am i not doing so it 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 causes you know a miscommunication on top of that Mm -hmm. can really like lead to a disaster in that type of situation so i'm thinking with you when you saying you know you walk off and you just want to leave them with something to think about (laughs) like um yeah that's not going that's not going to help you with um you know moving forward and moving towards a relationship it definitely isn't, but I'll say this, especially, and I can talk for Mouse behalf because we like the same person, but it's going to take that certain person to instill that in us. And I feel like we've gone through so much independency in our life and doing this for ourselves. And he has two kids at a young age. I don't have any kids, but I've been through situations that knew I had to do for my own. If somebody yeah. doesn't step into my world and be like, yo, this is how it got it. It's how it should be done. This is how it got to be done. If you want this to happen, like, like, it's just boundaries and it has to be set in stone, like step, not step by step, but just ways to progress in life. If you're not going, like I tell everybody this all the time, if you're not going to build me, if you're not going to work with me and, and help me grow, then we're never going to get What anywhere. are we doing? Yeah. Like, what are we we're doing? We're never yeah. going to get anywhere. So but, I feel like that's what I'm, I'm not going to say that's what I'm waiting for or looking for, but that's what I'm just expecting. I, I've seen my mother who's a single mother do a whole bunch of things on her own without the help mm-hmm. of any man. Um, different mm-hmm. circumstances but in my mind when I grew up around it's like yo if you could do it and I see my mom doing all this why do I have to accept mediocre uh love in my life like I I shouldn't yeah. have to do that and not saying I can't give more because I definitely can and I know that now but I gotta get the same reciprocation that's to the back end like that's yeah. the only way especially in a black household like I, I yeah, can't I mean, everything else in a black household black you're gonna household, yeah. need there's so many traumas that we don't understand and we can't even vocally i can't go to my mother and tell her some things just like some women i can't go and tell them what i went through today you're just not going to get it but that person mm-hmm. that steps in my life that understands and, and wants to take the time to get my get to my traumas then there we go yeah i mean and you're right and to each his own but you know we gotta communicate like because a lot of times when we don't things are just taken out of context, you know, and then these, this day and age, everything is like so instant, you know, we ready to, we quick to move on. We go right on Instagram or, you know, Snapchat and, so, and we're, we're on to the next. So if you really want something to work, you really got to spend time with it. Like anything that you really want to grow, you gotta, you gotta nurture it. And that's really the same thing with a relationship because y'all are coming from two different places and coming together. She doesn't know, you know, your ticks, you don't know hers, but y'all got to grow. And, when you are in a long-term relationship, you really, sometimes you got to like compromise in areas that you probably Mm -hmm. didn't imagine you would have did that before. Mm -hmm. And that's, if you ask any person who's been together for a very long time, you know, some of those old school, that old school type of love or some of the relationships that you know have made it now, 
they'll tell you like it's a lot of stuff. Sometimes you got to learn how to forgive. Sometimes you got to learn how to, you know, take a back seat. Sometimes you got to learn when to when to speak up and when to sort of chill. And um, it, it it really humbles you. You got to be a mature individual to to be in a long term relationship. You really do because it's a lot when you're dealing with not only your traumas or you're dealing with someone else's traumas, y'all, you're trying to learn that person and you don't want to hurt anybody, you know, you don't want to hurt them. And I think that's the biggest thing when people are genuine, genuinely coming together in, in a relationship, like an authentic relationship, you don't really want to hurt that person. So you got to compromise, you got to communicate. And, and if something is not right, like, even if you do, want to give them some time to think about it, come back later on and address it because trust me, she didn't forget, you know, it's just going to sit to the back of the oh, brain I somewhere. Know. It'll come up later on in another argument and you don't want that. I hate, I hate that. Hey, Mouse, hey, Mouse, when uncle came downstairs, I swear to God, I didn't know he was going to church today, but we went to motherfucking church today. <laughs> we in Greater Allen Cathedral, y'all. <laughs> Queens. <laughs> let me, let me, let me ask this because, uh, you know, um, let me ask you this. I know you, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, you know, the loss of Sean showed you something. You learned a lot about life and things of that nature. But what was the biggest thing that you can remember, um, you know, acknowledging, you know, how sometimes you're in a relationship, you'll be able to look and be like, yo, I do this now. Or I say this now. Like, oh, I got it from him or I got it from her. Like, what was the biggest thing, you know, what was the biggest thing you took away from Sean's life? Like, while, while y'all were alive, what was the biggest thing he imparted on you? Wow, that's such a deep question. That's a that's a really good question. Like one of the things that I I can say that I've really taken away from him was just to really be like authentic. Like he really wasn't very um like fake about anything, you know, and 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 you got to really bring your authentic self to everything you do. And that was who he was. Anybody who who knew him, if you were to talk to any of his friends that were there that night or anyone who can say they knew him, they would say, you know, what you see is what you get with him. And he always brought that authentic, they called him S. So he he always brought that authentic S, you know, to to the conversation, you know, to the party, to the event, whatever it was. And if he, you know, if he liked you, if he loved you, then it was perfect. But, you know, if he didn't, there was no gray area. It was either black or white. So I take away with from that, you know, learning that, like, you are, people are going to like you or they're going to hate you. People are going to talk regardless. You got to learn how to like live your true self, your true authentic self in everything you do, like no matter what. And, you know, whoever, you know, has something else to say, like, forget them. People are going to talk. And Mm -hmm. I've seen that myself, even losing Sean, you know, he became at some, some people really wanted to uplift his name. And then there were others who were like, oh, well, we heard this, you know, it's like, "Mm, let me, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me now apply this to that situation. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm going to be my authentic self. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you who the story was of what happened to Sean. I'm going to tell you who the story was of, of, you know, our family, what happened to our family, what happened to our community and how there was no justice. And I don't care who doesn't want to hear it. If you don't want to hear it, then hit the unfollow. Um, I, <laughs> I, love I, it. I, I love it. I love it here. I, you really is big. You really big sis now. Like you can't get away from us. Like, we gonna hit your line. We gonna be at the crib. You really big sis now, so I hope you can deal with it because we're here and we're needy. Um, don't like yes, so, you know, yes indeed. If if you could cook, it really helps us out. Um, you know, all <laughs> things lot. of that nature. Uh, all, so all things. Uh. So, um, <laughs> how, 
I'm not. Uh, I, I when when you agreed to do this, I, I specifically said to myself, I'm not going to ask you about that night. So I'm not. I don't. I don't like. I think you've told that story enough, and I think there's enough information out there. And I don't want you to. You know, this conversation was bigger than that. So I don't want to ask you about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I will ask you though. Hold on. Is that me? That's me. I'm sorry, y'all. Get them out of here. That's me. My fault. I usually have my FaceTime off. I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, but I do want to ask just very quickly. I did hear that um, Jace, that Jason Mitchell is playing um, Sean Bell in an upcoming film project. How do you feel about that? Did they, did they speak to you about that project? Are you hands-on in that project? No, actually, I heard about that, but I'm not, I'm not a part of that. I, I believe that is Sean's father is doing a project, and um, mm-hmm. me and my children are not a part of it. I do want this story like to come out. I want this to be the most amazing thing. So we wish them all the best, but I'm not a part of that. Um, we'll be watching. You know, I am working with um, another producer named uh, Manny Halley on a, a different project. Um, that one is in pre-production and um, we are working to tell a love story, you know, and, and tell a story about my my children you know me and my children together are gonna gonna That's make this work but I, I swear to yeah, god we, I swear it's, to god, it's really right about getting that message I said, out. I said i said that's what we need to hear that's the story that's what i there, and that's what story. i wanted and and like i had no idea that that's what i wanted this to be i wanted them to audibly hear the love story right i think a lot of times and this is not a shot at anybody it's not a shot at the culture we're in it's not one of those it's just a lot of times it's just very trauma latent content we have right um that's why like when we had uh, Raymond Santana on it was about you know more or less his life before or how he survived I didn't want to talk about the night I don't want you to have to relive that I'm pretty sure there's other spaces that you've already done that on nobody wants to do that let's celebrate life let's celebrate love and I think the the love story at least from what we've heard these these past 30 40 minutes that's what we've heard a love story um so um, now that you big sis, you kind of got to stay here with us right now while we go through these letters. You cool with that? We got a few listener <laughs> letters. You might be able Listen, to help us. You might be able I'm, to help I'm, us. I'm super cool with that. All right, let's go pay. Let's go pay oh, some bills. Good. All right. So big sis is here with us. All right. So you're going to help us read these letters because obviously you got gems inside of gems inside of gems to share. That's a fact. That's so, a whole, fact. so big sis is going to uh, uh, cook with us. So guys, listen, it's very simple. If you want a letter read on air. It's very simple. All you have to do is email guysnextdoor123 at gmail.com. In the subject line, put your own fake name or Cheyenne is going to read what's in front Ooh. of her. Ooh. Ooh. Now, I'd be a real asshole if I said... Relax, relax, relax. No, you said your real name on this podcast multiple times. Every time somebody say... No, I'm not. Right? Yes, you have. You'd be like, my name is Cheyenne, but Mouse can't pronounce it, so he says Che. You no, said that all the time. I say my name is Shay, but you pronounce it Che. Oh. I've never said my full name. No, look, 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 look. This is a house of God. Yeah, this is a house of I God. Don't really, yeah. when you when you go to the light, when you go to the light, you his you his kid. So it don't really matter what that other stuff came. Exactly. From. We gonna talk about the light. Exactly, Che. We gonna talk about the. We talking right. about how we talking about what you do for us. Oh my god! Wow! 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 <laughs> so we try to make your job easier. So make sure y'all put your own fake name in the subject line so Che can read 
exactly. Or oh, she gonna read what's in front of her, and we're not gonna, we're not even gonna help y'all out. Now, if it is a relationship question, doesn't have to be. But if it is a relationship question, make sure you put a picture of yourself in your suitor. So that way I'm keeping it even. We want to help you help us help you. So I don't ever want to be giving fat advice to a skinny person. I never want to give ugly advice to a good looking person. We want to keep the scales balanced here. All right. Shay, what do we have on the docket today? I would just like to say the neighbors have been on their shit. They have not been sending us relationship questions. Thank They've been sending oh. us like something with some, some depth. I think high key, I, I, I want to say that's a good thing, but it, it also could be a thing of they realize we give terrible relationship advice. It's just stop asking. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure COVID yeah, doesn't probably. help seeing as how relationships are all virtual. It's listen, or yeah. I know, listen, I know everybody is still in the same toxic situation. Hey, I'm about to say, hey, right y'all heard the sneaky links. <laughs> yeah. Y'all heard these sneaky links. Niggas is, niggas is out here getting crazy. Let's do it, Shay. What we got? Okay, so this one, um, like I said, it's not really a letter, but it's a very loaded question. And I think it's a good way to just end off this episode because it, it's heavy. Okay. So um, the subject of it is called Identifying Love's Differences. Hey, guys, I mm-hmm. absolutely love your podcast. My name is Janelle. The question I have for you is not a relationship question. Can you guys break down the difference between actually loving a person for them and only loving someone for what they do. I feel as though not a lot of people, I feel as though a lot of people confuse these two and cannot tell the difference. Say that, say that, one, more, say that one more time. Yeah. That's, that's so a people, lot. So the people wow. get that right? one more time. Let's say that All one right. more time. So the question was, can you guys break down the difference between actually loving a person for them and only loving someone for what they do? Big sis, we're going to you first because you you dropped some gems <laughs> on me and Ryan earlier. So we come to you first. Oh man, that, that's a so she wants to to uh, to really highlight the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, mm-hmm. I mean it's pretty it's pretty simple. You know, when you are um really loving a person for who they are, it really, you know, you're not really paying attention to that. You know, maybe you're really more concerned about yourself and you know, being independent so they say and what you bring to the table loving someone you know for who they are is like I know this person's not perfect but I'm not perfect either you know so we're gonna bring this you know two imperfect you know worlds together and and make the best of it that's really what loving somebody for who they are is you know we all have flaws you know it may be um maybe you know personality maybe you do shut down you know when you're going through something and 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 you're human. We all go through things like our jobs sometimes are stressful. Like the family members are stressful. Um, you know, it could be financial. It could be just life in general, what you just encounter, you know, being outside or, you know, talking to someone who was just ignorant. We go through things and we may not have it right there in front of you, but loving someone for who they are is like, listen, I know this person's perfect, not perfect, but neither am I. So let's, let's, let's try to make this work. Now, when you're more concerned about someone for what they do, you know, it's like, those are, you know, that that's more of, you know, I'm, I'm setting the status, you know, and I'm not going to mess with this guy unless he makes this amount of money. That's off the gate. If you don't make this amount, don't even, you don't even hit me up. And that's, and that's mm-hmm. a lot of times when you set that bar, you it set that tone as if like, you're, that's all you, that's the number one thing that's important to you. And, 
that's an example. I think I think the real question in this is what is true happiness? Like if mm. is, is a dollar amount or or a occupation, is that what makes you happy? Is that what makes your kids happy? Yeah. Yes, it puts food on the table, but the minute he runs out of bread or the minute he finds a better looking woman in his mind, it could be over for you or vice versa. The minute she gets a job that pays, she gets more bread than this, she might leave you. So certain things like that. So it's what makes you happy. I feel like I feel like true love when you love somebody for who they truly are. Yes, you have your ups and downs, but so do the people who are in it for the wrong reasons. Everybody's going to have their ups and downs, but you know that person truthfully and honestly. You know they wouldn't do you wrong mm-hmm. in certain situations because you fell in love with somebody who who naturally cares for you rather than what you bring to the table. Rather than if I have a whole bunch of bread, the no, I'm just putting it in a in a world of like Instagram. Like I feel like like you said, there's older couples back in the day that lasted years and years and years, and there was no social media. And I feel like that's more of a truer love situation. Rather than when you have the social media, it's really like what picture you're posting, who's on your page, how much money you've shown people, how much jewelry you got. And in mm-hmm. that mindset, if mm-hmm. that's if that if that's what you reach after, a man is gonna just like you DM'd him and you fell in love with what he has, there's a thousand women in that same line. So the mm-hmm. minute you fuck up, he will just look to the same place he found you and find another person, and that ain't gonna last. I mean, you might get a couple <laughs> of dollars and a couple of trips, but if you got money, what is a couple of dollars and a couple of trips? You can do the same thing for the next person. So it's like, what's your happiness? If happiness is, is money, cool. If happiness is a real person, then cool. I think uh, I think we talked about this, right? And uh, shout out to shout out to the God Mouse Jones uh, for for uh, speaking on this uh, episodes and episodes ago. I think I think what she's really getting to is the difference between unconditional love and conditional love. Mm. Um, I think, I think you're, I think she's, she's, again, I think conditional meaning uh, if he's not doing something, if she's not doing something, or if he or she doesn't meet a mark or something that you're, that you look towards, uh, they, you, you don't, you don't feel the same way or the, the love dissipates or, you know, there, there's always something that hinders that true love. Um, but to, but to actually love someone unconditionally to actually find what Ryan was talking about, that true happiness. I think it is a balance that a lot of people aren't because of how fast social media is because of, because we're constantly seeing, oh, if we know, if we're not happy here, we can go somewhere else. People don't want to go through this, but the true, the true part of, of, like true happiness and actual love, unconditional love is that balance of joy and pain. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't have your highest highs of happiness without being able to feel the lows. Like the highs won't feel the same. If you're constantly happy and all of that stuff, you won't know what happiness is. You'll it'll be you'll be stagnant. You have to have your ebbs and flows. You gotta have your mountains and valleys. That's what true happiness is, being able to feel the lows and endure them and to be able to uh, enjoy the highs. That's what I think that whole um, the difference between uh, loving somebody for who they are, the the flaws in who they are, the the uh, understanding of what they uh, of of the, the faults and everything. And then, again, understanding the flaws and the faults 
and all of that, but sticking with them to watch them grow through them, to grow out of them, to, to build past them and then enjoy that high. You know, you have to go through, you have to be willing to go through the growing pains, because the, the, if you're not growing, you're dying. The constant mm. growing pains to be able to go to to enjoy uh, an unconditional love. To, right. to add to add to what you're saying, Mac, it's also like when somebody meets somebody, it's like, yo, you changed. You got money, you changed. It's like you did this, you changed. It's like that person didn't change. You just didn't take the time to really get to know them. And when you get to know somebody and you go through those certain situations, like if you go through me when I'm broke, I didn't change. This is just the way I am when I'm broke. Just like when I get money, I didn't change. This is the way, when my heart is broke, this is the way I am. If you don't go through those stages with a person on how they are outside of what you know, they're not changing on you. It's just, you just didn't really get to know them through those situations. Yeah. I think the um, underlying subtext to that question is uh, the difference between unconditional love and being in love with the potential of somebody, which was a different discussion we were supposed to have. Right. That's and, what the real underlying question right. is. And, I, and that's what I was, you know, going to speak about right I, I find it so funny that people who are in love and claim to be so deeply in love with people want to want to change those same people's flaws right you think about that right think about what i just said mm -hmm. you i'm so in love with you as as nicole was with as nicole is with sean as as mac is with chris with christina you are so in love with this person why would you change their flaws because now you're changing up who they are when I'm talking about a flaw, I don't mean, I don't mean something like, uh, I don't mean something that is like detrimental to the relationship. I'm just talking about something mm -hmm. you don't like, mm -hmm. something that rubs you the wrong way. But what happens when you remove that very integral part of that person is now you have a different person. So was that love real? If you want to change me, who are you really in love with? Are you in love with the potential you want to see me as? Or are you in love with the person that's in front of you? And I think that's the question that is in this letter. And I think this is the question that people are very scared to have to answer. Because if you have to answer that question, you have to be very honest with who? Yourself. You, you won't be able to lie to yourself. And now you got to sit with that. So now everything is lit. Go ahead, brother. No, I was going to say, I was going to say, I agree with you, but I think it's a, it's a very, it's a very tricky line to walk like it's a very tricky rope to walk um w because I, I don't think i don't think the average person can uh can differentiate a flaw meaning something just like you mm -hmm. said something that this is something that the person mm -hmm. is and something that is detrimental to the relationship mm -hmm. sometimes mm -hmm. a lot of people mm -hmm. mistake in things that are detrimental to relationships as flaws and say like oh you know I, I got. I have to deal with that because this is how that person is. Versus mm -hmm. uh, a, an actual flaw, and and you know, mm -hmm. being being like, oh no, I, I I have to change this. Like I don't like the way he chooses food. I can't rock with that. Mm -hmm. The nigga's mouth be open all the time, and <laughs> blah 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 blah. Right. Like, you know, certain certain things. I think so. I, I I it's hard to it's hard to dictate the difference between those. But I think as as you're saying, like with time and with sitting with mm -hmm. the person and with mm -hmm. understanding your, the person that you're with versus jumping in a relationship, seeing something that you don't like and saying, no, we got to change that. Mm -hmm. it, it, it doesn't work like that. It don't like, if I'm, if I'm in love with learning yeah, with somebody, like if I'm in love with you, I can't imagine changing something about you. I can't 
because I don't I don't want to see that person. I don't know that person. That's not who I'm in love with. I don't want to change it. You get what I'm saying? Um, I, to me, that that's that's my biggest answer to um thankful. Thank you, listener. Did did she have a fake name? Uh, no, her name was Janelle. Well, uh, shout oh, well, out no. to you. Oh, oh, no, she, she definitely she, said she, Janelle. You don't need a, but she, she don't need a fake name. She no, yeah, it, she that could. is that is her fake name, but she gave yeah. us a fake name anyway. But I okay. see the real name. Oh, well, shout out to you, Janelle, for uh, that question. Mm-hmm. Big sis, before you get out of here, there's one last thing you got to do before leaving the crib. Um, and that is drop something on the Get the Draws playlist. The Get the Draws playlist is an interactive playlist on all street, uh, DSPs. So you can listen to it on your title, your Apple, your Spotify, and all that. And like, it is what it is, okay? Like, the, drop a record on there that you want to hear when it's groovy time. When it's groovy time, <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the arm movement for me. That's it's yeah okay. All right, so so you want what what one of my uh-huh. one of my favorites one of, or something? One of your favorites. You, you know what we asked. Don't, don't, don't go. Don't do that. <laughs> Wait, but I have listen. I have several different. Um, it depends on my mood. So so this is so it so you know I'm just saying like you know. I, I'm a hip hop head too, so I love rap, but I also love R and B. I love nineties R and B. That's my favorite genre. You're not, you not, you not getting the draws off to the to the to the fifty cent. That ain't you oh, never man. know. <laughs> you never know. You never know. I can transitioning. I can see it transitioning to it if that's on the place, but you're not jumping in the room like <laughs> get rich and die try. Like you're not. The music is Listen. not blasting to that. Yo, 50, pull That's off, not pull me, off. but to each his own. Listen, you I'm not going to discriminate on people who like that, but there are definitely some people. talking about you. I see it in your eyes. That <laughs> when you walk into the bedroom, it's not loud of 50, Tony Ayo, and Lloyd Banks. And it's not. You're not going to hear, little mama, show me how you move. Yeah, you're like, not doing imagine that. you come home and like, baby, come here, I got something for you. And you come upstairs and say, little mama, show you how to move, bitch. Put it yet, put it on this. Ain't this nigga, it? I don't. Like, nigga, hit this, nigga, nigga hit this move. You be sick. I'd be tight if my lady pulled me up or some shit. She's sitting here like this. It's not sexy, baby. Like, I'm like, no, man, no. Listen, I probably would go with some like some old school, like Tony, Tony, Tony type of hey. type of vibe. Yeah, I, I mean, this so the catalog there is so heavy, but I probably would, I probably would, 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 um, so let me see. Uh, where would I go with this one? Um, oh man, this is hard. Y'all, y'all ain't telling me to get ready for this. Yeah, we saved them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I we'll go around and we'll end on you. We can do that. We All right. That. Okay, let's do that. All right. What you got, macaroni? Macaroni. You know what I want? I, I don't know if we have this one on there. Um, I, and I, I, I just want to. I want to throw this on there. I was randomly listening to this a couple of days ago. Um, Cisco, how can I love you tonight? Oh, wow. Big simp vibes. When I know that I have somebody else. Let's go. Know let's go. Let's, let's go, Simpiana. <laughs> wow. 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 <laughs> I'm a, um, I, I'll go. Um, I was gonna say something, but I was I had another song, but I'll just say that for a later date. But I'm gonna go Sade. 
What record? By your side. Ooh, can I get? Ooh, can I get a little sasson? Can I get a little sasson? That's how I'm feeling. That's how I'm feeling. That's just real. I woke up like two days ago, three days ago, and for some reason that was in my head. No, there was nobody laying next to me. I was alone, so it wasn't pertaining to someone. I don't know about. Listen, I don't know about the preferential statement. I'm telling you, there was nobody there. But it was just in my head. Maybe it was a, a, a dream I had or something. And, you know, you got those dreams in the song. But when I woke up, I was just like, damn. It might have been about somebody, but nobody was there at the moment. Feel me? Okay. I got one. Okay. Um, oh, check, I check out one? Listen, I am prepared, okay? I'm still practicing. I'm trying to be a podcaster like you guys. Hmm. I'm trying. Church. Um, okay. I am in the instrumental mood. So I'm going to do Tadao Masego. That's just nasty. I'll say this. To go into a room and there's only instrumentals being played is a demon. You are a complete <laughs> demon. <laughs> no words. No words. You know why? Because there's going to be a lot of talk. There's going to be a lot of nasty talking in the room. Okay. And I'm <laughs> going to be uncomfortable. I'm going to be like, Shorty be like, I want you to talk in the barrel. I talk all day on a podcast. Leave me alone. I just want to be quiet. Let me get my quiet moan off. But neither here nor there. My I, quiet moan off. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go. Listen, and this, I don't care. It's my brother. It don't get weird. I'm going obsession. Mac Wilds, macaroni with the oh, macaroni. Yeah, yeah. Obsession is a good vibe. It's been an, yeah. it's, it's well. One of my favorite joints. One of my I'm favorite joints. Hold you. Obsession has many bodies on it. Obsession has oh, yeah, many yeah, bodies yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Appreciate it. this is the reason why I did it. The reason so why now, so now we yeah. full circle back to you. Oh yeah. So listen, I'm sticking. I'm definitely gonna stick with my Tony, Tony, Tony selection. We are gonna go with um just me and you. We gonna go just with that me. one. Boom, boom, boom. I'll never forget that. that. You know why I love that record so much? <laughs> it's the first time I ever seen me alone. Niggas don't remember. <laughs> you don't remember Boys in the Hood when she get out the car and Cuba's like, just me and you. Niggas like, boom, boom, There you go. That's you it. Don't, it's a good one. don't That's worry, a good don't one. worry, don't worry about a damn thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, just us two. Don't don't get me singing it. Hey. Hey. <laughs> listen, uh, listen, uh, Nicole has been. I can speak for all of us. It's been our pleasure to have you here. We appreciate, you know, you Thank sharing your story, you. sharing y'all, sharing some some very intimate moments with us. Um, if you got anything you want us to support, you want the people to support, let us know now so that way we can get behind it a thousand percent. Listen, just uh, thank you guys a lot just for, you know, reaching out and having me on. I appreciate you. You guys, um, listen, just there's always something coming up, you know, with, with everything going on in our world. I, I try to, you know, get out and, help as much as I can but listen if y'all stay tuned follow me on Instagram at Nicole P Bell um stay tuned there's always something that you can help with right now I'm just thankful to be here y'all have a lot of fun I appreciate this listen we we listen that's what we're here for you know they think we just a bunch of pretty faces no we know what we're doing <laughs> when we speak you to know. people you know yeah yeah, yeah. Thank, and it, it's you. listen yeah thank y'all thank y'all a lot and we will like I said we'll be in tune if you know God forbid, fingers crossed, but anything that happens, you know, please let us know so we could, you know, uh, fit, fit, fix it and, um, you know, act, fix our uh, schedules accordingly, make sure we could be there to support. 
Definitely. Definitely. I'll be in contact, guys. Thank you. All right. Thank Thank you. Thank you, thank you. And guys, listen, that's the God Next Door episode. Okay, that's what y'all got. Now it's time for y'all to uh, get your things and get the hell on. But before you wow. do, before you do, go to the patreon.com backslash yep. guys next door pod. Put a little something on the Patreon. You understand me? So you get to see this episode in full. You get to see Nicole Nicole got the real good beat on her face. The hair's laid to the side. I can't even see it's the side. Uh-huh. It's a little side uh-huh. part. Like, hair's very good. You know what see I mean? The movement, the movement, you see, it's stiff wear. Stiff wear. <laughs> hair is moving. It's moving. So make sure, y- make sure y'all sign up for that. Make sure y'all put a little snaps on the Petro. Don't be a Hakeem. Don't be a Hakeem Campbell. Don't be a Kimmy Gibbler. Put some money. Don't be a Jason Pitts. Put some money in our pockets. Y'all get two episodes for the price of none. So do that for us. All right. Y'all know how to get in touch with us. Guys Next Door Pod. You know how to send a letter. Guys Next Door 123 at gmail.com. Put the picture if it's a relationship question, because I don't ever want to have to give bad advice to a skinny person or ugly advice to a good looking person. Help us help you help us. And we'll see y'all black asses on Thursday. Peace. Uh huh. And we are. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.